Hello, and welcome to the Gaming Fix Podcast, episode 206, on January 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite fast food menu item. I am joined today by Allison. Uh, so I love a good breakfast sandwich, and the McGriddle is, uh-huh. uh... It's, yes. Well, it's, see, it's one of those where it's it's a great breakfast sandwich, but also is the, the type of breakfast sandwich that is only possible due to fast food because of how they make the pancakes with the syrup inside of them. So it's like, it, it's it's I, that that's what I go to fast food for is where it's like terrible for you, delicious, and it's something you can only get at fast food. So I'm a McGriddles. Joshua Weissman did do a, like, he has a series called But Better, and Mm -hmm. he did the McGriddle, But Better, like, in, like, a home kitchen. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sort of like how Gourmet makes was like, oh, I'm going to make, you know, candy or whatever at home, or, you know, at home in an industrial kitchen. Uh, Right. Yeah, so you could, like, you you can, you can make. I am, like, Googling this now, because I... Because I've been making uh, breakfast sandwiches at home. Um, I, I terribly good. burnt myself on my breakfast sandwich maker this week, but uh, I've been making a lot of breakfast uh, sandwiches at home, so I'm, now I'm going to look into this because... But yeah, but I, I but it's still, I think, one of the, one of the best uh, fast food menu items. I, I agree. And joining us this week, Jeff... Hey, uh, what is what is my favorite uh, fast food item? You know, uh, lately, okay, so I Taco Bell is wonderful for creating precisely the perversions of culinary taste that you need at around 10.45 p.m. Sure. to oh, yeah. approximately 1.30 a.m. You're like, I need mm-hmm. potatoes and cheese and yeah. I need cheese, something else I need... in there. <laughs> So some sort of uh, tortilla, that something crispy, yep. and uh, the the biggest thing of frozen uh, Baja Blast. Yep, because you got to get Baja Blast, and uh, <laughs> and uh, shout shout out to my friend Rhubarb for coming up with that. Um, uh, but I, yeah, I love no, it. Uh, <laughs> uh the grilled cheese uh stuffed burrito uh has recently uh. enchanted me with its uh horrific charms and I can't Wait. stop ordering it and I is don't this, know what's wrong with me. Is this anymore. a new item? I've It is. Okay. Um oh. I think I am unfamiliar with the grilled cheese burrito. I I can hazard a guess, but I I feel like I don't actually cuz they've done like there's like two tortillas and it's like a quesadilla burrito. They've done that. Is right. this different from the quesadilla burrito? So this is this is slightly different. So it's a it's like the old grilled stuffed burrito from mm. back in uh, what was that two thousand and two two thousand three, yeah. and what they did was they took the three cheese uh, topping that you usually get on uh, to your regular tacos, mm-hmm. and they sprinkle it on, and then um, as they you uh, press it into the grill flat. It melts the cheese, uh, so that way it creates a cocoon of melted cheese around your grilled stuffed burrito. And it's 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 horrific, but it's also 
horrifically tasty. Okay. <laughs> so. I, I, I think horrifically tasty could be Taco Bell's uh, slogan, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get rid of Run for the Border. Let's just, you know, horrifically tasty. Oh, wait, um, is, that, is that really what they're going with now? Run for the Border? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm old. So... <laughs> <laughs> Like that, we, that was their slogan in the eighties. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, no, I, oh, yeah. like I think it's Live Moss. Still. Is it? Yes, uh, Live Moss. You know, yeah. Okay, is it still Live Moss? I'm like, I think outside the bun. Uh, right. And then there was that weird There's demolition chihuahua. man moment. Oh, yeah, oh my god, yeah. the the that moment where the Chihuahua was. The Yokiero Taco Bell is that what he said? Yeah, Yokiero Taco Bell. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, I think the fourth meal. Oh uh, yeah, fourth meal. Mm-hmm. Deep cut, deep cut. It was their that was their whole thing for a while, but you know, I never, I never got into Baja Blast. I'm, I'm not like a Mountain Dew fan, so I don't like. I've only had it a couple of times, so I'm like, I'm, I'm maybe a Baja Blast poser, but I do like it when it's like they have the freeze there where it's it's frozen Baja like Blast, the slushy, I, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That's what I well, that's what I go for. I, I, I'm just a fake gamer and don't like Baja Blast or Mountain Dew, so I, I don't okay. get Mo- I don't get Mountain Dew. It's one of those things where I I've only had it like a few times here and there, so it's just kind of like oh this is a novelty, but I've it's never like I've I've never been to a, a a a gamer to pick up the from the end cap that has Mountain Dew and Doritos and then a copy of whatever. Is the mm-hmm. new hotness. You're not redeeming your double XP codes for exactly <laughs> for like like Call of Duty or something. For... Where I, I love I I'm I'm obsessed with with those like gamer end caps at like Target <laughs> where it's like right. here are all the things you need. It's like the Doritos and the Mountain Dew and then the game and you're like oh. so. While while we're here on like the topic of you know buying uh, things for games and like you know double XP or you know whatever whatever tie in they have at the supermarket uh, here, Allison says you're falling into a VTuber rabbit hole, oh and I need God. to know what is the lowest you would sink in terms of purchasing a super like a grocery tie in product to. Oh God. D- exclusively for the uh for the tie-in you're like i am never going to use this but i will i will buy this toilet plunger or something (laughs) with a double with like i don't know like a entry to be a vtube guest or something i don't know oh my god i would buy like literally anything if it got me to like meet the vtubers that i'm into right now oh my god um like, i'm so gonna I'm buy to all this prune juice just so i can have a chance <laughs> so uh um my my favorite uh vtuber is uh like a lot of them have like various like kind of themes or various like lore behind them sure uh, you, you need to have a story so right. uh one of my favorite her story is that she like her lore was that she became uh, that she uh got got tentacles uh because she uh read a, a book and suddenly eldritch power 
filled her with with power. But okay. she, but but she's kind of translated that to like having uh, octopus as kind of her like her thing. Do, like she do, does she her, game her with the tentacles? Called... Does she like? Uh, so she that's well that's the thing is she does a lot of drawing streams. So she does like okay. like that's like listed as one of her like tools that she uses. Um, but it's like her... it's like for some textures, like using the suction to like. You get some little rings or something like what is, is this Ina? Yeah, I love Ina. Yeah, no, Ina's Ina's good. Ina's good, even if even if it's like a, the the lore is a little bit. What? Yeah, well, it's like the thing with a lot of the lore is that they like they start with it and then they kind of drop it pretty much. So like what? Uh, so what I was gonna go for is that like her little mascot is uh is, is like a like a little octopus and uh. The mascot and her fans are called Takodachi, so it's like okay. octopus friend. Uh, so I would buy like whatever octopus nonsense I needed to buy to to support, uh, you know. So that's where okay. I'm at right now. Uh, but I, yeah, I've been watching s- too many streams this week of uh, specifically the Hololive. Uh, the first generation uh <coughs> hollow myth um i need i need to follow more of the second generation of of hollow live english but i i am now following five people directly and watching all their as many of their streams as i can this is this is a this is a rabbit hole i i'm now paying money to you know every month I, I, don't don't be like me this is a this <laughs> or- is a or live your best life and be like Allison. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's it. It's just very, very cozy. Uh, it was just you know. I yesterday, uh, Gargura was doing a, a super hot stream, and that was very that was very good. So that was, I don't know, very nice. And uh, I, I so your the answer is I would if I would if there was like anything that I could go to a physical store and buy in for VTuber stuff. In, like nothing, America, nothing is I too would. embarrassing. Like you, you no. like you would buy like, you know, this is, this is not to, uh, you know, denigrate anyone who relies on like, say adult diapers, but right. you would, you would be going through the, the checkout line with just single yeah. pack of adult oh. diapers just for yeah. like VTuber code. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I would do, yeah. Well, especially since that's like, I'm like, oh, good, that's not too expensive. Because <laughs> that's the thing, too, is that a sure. lot of, uh, like, right now they're doing, Hollow Life is doing a big concert in March. And I'm like, should I buy a ticket for the streaming? And uh, it's a hundred, it's 10,000 yen. And I don't want to yeah. spend that money. But it's it's also... I- for a virtual ticket, but I yeah, and the end's kind of weak right now. Oh, it's like, true. It's like eighty-eight bucks, probably. Yeah, that's a lot of money for. I mean, yeah, yes, it is for for a, a for a streaming ticket of a of a concert of anime girls where, it, yeah, yeah, it it is a it's too it's too much. But at the same time, I'm like, ooh, I want to do that, but. It'll be on the internet somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just uh, keep 
paying money to the individual people I like, I guess. Did you get any, like, cool emotes or, like, anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, like, there's a couple of members-only streams. You get cool emotes. You get a cool little thingy next to your name and... What what, what is, like, a members-only stream for a VTuber like? Um, I haven't watched any of them for... Ina, I was going to, but she's she's not feeling well right now, so she's she canceled hers this weekend. But she's watching the uh, anime Blue Period, so like you're like kind of watching it with her. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. Because that's that's the one about uh, art. So since she okay. has a lot of art streams, um... is hmm. so yeah. Ina's in on the Twitch meta where you just watch. Oh, we'll see. Like, watch, I don't you watch they... anime or cable shows. We'll see. They, they don't do games. the thing where it's like you show. Like she doesn't show it. I, just, I don't think. Okay, so she, they're just like see... commentating I've, I've... on it. Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I've seen. Because I've seen that they do like like let's watch a movie together and mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's just yeah. the you know the the picture of them watching the movie and you you put the movie on elsewhere and you you pay money. People, people pay such, oh my god, the amount of money people pay for this. I saw a single person put, like, she made, she made a joke about wanting a standing desk, like, on Mm. a stream. She was just like, oh, you know, I should do that, ha ha ha. And then this guy gave her $250 for the standing desk, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. It gets real. It gets real, real. Like, especially with, uh the more popular vtubers um yeah especially the hollow lives like it gets yeah. so intense with the spending and the i mean it, it feeds into the kind of sort of fetishization culture that uh especially yeah. the vtube uh folks sort of go well they a it sucks but at the same time my bank account is nice yeah i saw one <laughs> one vtuber she um uh, Mori Calliope, she basically, she mm-hmm. called out people and was like, yeah, if you send me a, spend a lot of money to, uh, say shit, I'm not going to be reading it, uh, out loud. And if you use that super chat to say something mean to somebody, I'm going to give that money to that person. <laughs> so it's like, nice. fair enough, fair enough. Okay. So Wow. So you said you're okay. So we got Ina is the is the taco takodachi the octopus. What are what are some other gimmicks we've got uh, in this VTuber crowd that you're following? Uh, so there's Gargura, who's like probably the, she who she's definitely the most popular um, uh, English speaker, and she's one of the most popular like in in general, like even in in Japan and everything. Um, and she's she's a shark. Um, okay. You got uh, Takanashi Kiara, uh, and her thing is she's a phoenix, but she's also an idol who wants to open a fast food restaurant. Yep. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You got Amelia Watson, who is, her thing is she's like, she's like a detective, uh, Mm -hmm. so she's uh, kind of investigating all the goings on, and she's like, there's, there's a lot of like weird stuff in, in Hollow Live, so I gotta check this out, uh. Okay. But it's kind of funny because like her some of her outfit her current outfit, uh, where like kind of she has like very much like a Sherlock Holmes kind of outfit mm-hmm. like typically, but some of her outfits, like it's like there's takes off like the jacket so it's just like a shirt with a red tie 
and a brown skirt, and it looks like she's SpongeBob SquarePants. It's very funny. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Doesn't she also time travel? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay. But okay. then uh, you got also to uh, end with uh, that group. You got Maury Calliope, who's the Grim Reaper's apprentice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a so the, they all have like a they all have a thing, and mm-hmm. to what extent they actually keep up with that, it's variable. Sure. Um, uh, and then the second generation is is Hollow Council, so it's like all basically they're like in charge of different uh things like time or nature or stuff mm-hmm. like that. So this- it's. This just sounds like Lucha Underground, but <laughs> Twitch streamers. <laughs> it's like time traveling Aztec spaceman dragon. Uh, it kind of, you yeah. know, ninjas. It's like, it's like it's like to what extent they also ke- they keep up with that. Uh, like that mm-hmm. thing is is very funny. Um, they 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 recently announced a bunch of uh, new costumes and uh 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 Gura since she's a shark she like did a whole thing with like a shark egg and it looks fucking weird and everybody's like what the fuck are you doing and she's like no you guys just don't know enough shark facts you guys <laughs> very funny um okay. yeah and but. Also, a lot of them have been dunking on NFTs lately, which has been Oh, that's funny. good. Yeah. So, you love to see it. Ami did a whole... Uh, Amelia Watson, she did a whole, like, fake presentation about how if you look at it, it's real and it's yours for NFTs, and it was very funny. Anyways. Yeah, it was excellent. <laughs> yeah, I- oh, that was, like, the funniest thing. That, that was the thing that kind of, like, made me, like, go from being an occasional watcher to being mm-hmm. like i'm watching all of these now because it, these, yeah these are so funny it would be so easy for vtuber like stuff to go into like the nft realm oh and some have um yeah uh, sure. uh kizuna i uh, who's like the og vtuber um uh is doing nfts and it's like Ooh, you don't gotta do that yeah you don't um I also love the Gura's uh, fan base name. It's one of my favorites. I don't know why. They are all called Chum Buds. Chum, mm-hmm. Chum Buds. Um, uh, just that collection of phonemes together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, again, fan fan names are all puns. Um, they all have they all have various hashtags. Her her art hashtag, which. I've drawn girl fan art, and now I'm going to draw fan art for all of them. Is Gart, and I I love it. Anyways, um, yes. anyways, this is like I I don't know what because I never got that deep into like watching other streams, like other gaming streamers, and suddenly mm-hmm. this is like a like a whole a thing for me now. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm very it confused. It sucks you in, you know. It does. It's- it's the entertainment value. Yeah, and it's just, like, so, and it's very interesting, too, because some of them are very, some of the streams are very cozy, and, like, they're, like there have been times where I'm like, oh, I just need to chill out. Oh, this is perfect, because it's going to be 
um, just kind of, I, I know this VTuber is generally kind of chill, so this stream should be pretty nice. And then I know that the streamer is going to yell and that's kind of what I feel like right now. So it's, right. it's, it's just a very, it's like a whole thing. Um, like there, there's, there's just like this, this whole giant weird culture and entertainment sphere through it that has been kind of fun to get into. But also like when I said it was a rabbit hole, I'm like, I'm not kidding. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a whole is, thing. Is there a rabbit VTuber? Oh, is there a rabbit VTuber? Uh, there is what? Uh, You're gonna say there's uh, like five. Pekora. Yeah. Oh, there's like probably a million, but yeah, Pekora is one of like she's really really popular, so she's okay. Uh, there's also Korone, who's a dog, and she notable because. She has a occasional. She has. There's a couple of um, YouTube compilations where she speaks uh, just English, and it's very funny. So I recommend oh. if if you just want um, a quick, uh, like snippet of what it's like, is watch some of her English only streams or English only um, compilations when she can, very much cannot speak English. That. Japan loves to do like Japanese people trying to speak English because they've all like yeah. had some at least many of like once you hit a certain age, you've had some English instruction in school right. and you, yeah. like, you hear you like pick it up through like osmosis and stuff. And so they love to do like shows where it's like we're going to make these people try to speak English and like play basically like, telephone or put them in situations where they have to like. You're going through customs, and they're going to ask you questions. You have to respond, and they just get really ridiculous. Uh, it's yeah, and and she, and yeah, and she's kept trying to do this English only stream. So then there are a couple of I know there was one of them where it just kind of devolved into her listing things in English that she knew. <laughs> <laughs> On New Year's, there was a they had a show that was a it was like I don't know four comedians playing mini golf. And there were, like, different rules for each round. It was, uh, and, like, one round is, like, you can't use any English. And, like, there's a lot of, like, loan word and crossover oh, yeah. for yeah. Uh, Japanese. And then, so, they're like, uh, if they used English, they got, like, a penalty. Uh, and then the last hole, it was no Japanese. So then suddenly uh. it's, like, these four, you know, middle-aged Japanese guys who can't speak a lick of English <laughs> trying to only use English. Uh for this game and just like messing each other up. It was, uh, it was delightful. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds wonderful. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look that up. Um, but yeah, no VTubing. Um, there's a lot of, there's a surprising amount of craft in it as a person who is currently, oh. uh, messing around with, uh, uh yeah. the, the software. I very, I've, I've thought about that too. And that's one of the things I really like about that culture too. Cause like there's all the like weird, money flexing but there's also like so much creativity in the in the fan bases mm -hmm. and with like making it um and i think a lot of and a lot of the both vtubers and fans recognize the art that goes into it and then also the various rigging that goes into the models and all of that so it's 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 i think it's it's very cool just how much art artistry goes into making it which is why I like one of the reasons that I think I'm probably gonna 
it's it's gonna be I'll stick with it. It's just that there's just so much uh, artistry involved, even though, um, and, and like the focus is a lot of it on it. Right. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Don't let anyone shame you for being a VTuber. They, <laughs> yep, the VTubers are yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that was like a very big. Uh... Yeah, that was. <laughs> Again, there's like it's a rabbit hole. Like I said, yeah. we're just yeah. like. Yeah. This is fascinating. Uh, yeah. Have you been playing any games of your own this week, or have you just been eyes glued to the VTubers? <laughs> um, I got a, a Switch OLED uh, last Sunday, so I've had that most of the week, and I've been enjoying that quite a bit. It looks it looks really great. Um, and just uh, as somebody that plays, uh almost plays a lot most of my gaming on switch and most of my gaming in handheld it's uh just in general very nice to do it that way um so i i've enjoyed that a lot uh i've been kind of playing around with a like a lot of different stuff on there um not really settling on much but just decided to play some smash ultimate again for some reason uh i hadn't played any of the recent uh fighters so i was like i'll I'll get that pack and play some of that and it's it's been enjoyable to you know play and i i've it's 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 i don't know what it is but there's just something really the world of light campaign is really kind of fun to just zone out too because it's just like you have to unlock all these different little areas and unlock the characters and so it's um like very kind of addicting with the progression but also you know playing against various characters with different um restrictions so that has been that's been fun to actually revisit and i've been uh playing a decent amount of that uh so if you haven't played Ultimate recently, Sora is really fun. I really like uh-huh. playing Sora. So, uh. You might love playing Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I oh, no. should, but oh, not no. on Switch because apparently no, that looks like cloud that version. one's like uh, ass. Yeah. You've got a PS5. Yeah. Like, you could... I do. <laughs> I do. I do. It's like I have a PS5 right over there. Uh, yeah. I have no reason to play it there, but yeah, I. I probably should, like, I, I feel like I keep intending to play all of Kingdom Hearts eventually, but I've played through one and I haven't played, and I just kind of stopped, but you, I should. You missed, the all-in-one package was on sale recently for, like, a ridiculous price, and now you gotta I wait. I have everything back up to except a, uh, for, oh, well. I've, I, I have, like, the all-in-one except for, oh, wait, no, I just, I, I. Which one? Which version do I have anymore? There's a million I, of those all-in-one packs. Well, no, there is one that is three. It is all of the games. It is yeah. three. It is one to three, and everything between. Yeah, I think and I have everything except after. three. Okay, um, it doesn't have that. Melody of Memory or whatever they called it, uh, but that's okay. Yeah, then, the, yeah, abysmal. Uh, but all, all I'm going to say is that if, uh, given that we are again talking Kingdom Hearts while I'm here, um, and every, every time you're on, can, every time you're on, I know. you're on out. <laughs> exactly. Like if we can get gaming fix 
to have like 25,000 mm-hmm. uh, subscribers on a podcast network, I will go on. I, I will say this on air. I will do the Pat thing and I will in fact do it with Pat and I will play every single game in that series. And the thing is, is I cannot stand kingdom Hearts. Like I, I mm-hmm. gave up mm-hmm. in the first one, mm-hmm. but you know what? I'm willing, I'm willing to take it for the team here. I'm, I'm willing to, I love to that just we plow through. Refer to it as the Pat thing. Cause I have, referred to it as the pat thing <laughs> i have mentally referred to it as like i'm going to pull a pat and play every game in this series it's oh yeah that, yeah. <laughs> that is his uh in, that is his it, legacy uh, oh, oh, yeah. the, the thing that kills me is he does it in like chrono he does it in chronological order like mm-hmm. you don't you don't have to start that far back like i get you could it's it's not the best way to do it, but okay, you you do you. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, but, uh, I will I will follow down the Pat road. I mm-hmm. will become a disciple mm-hmm. of of Pat and Kingdom Hearts until I too will wear too many zippers, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I will. Who knows how to spell my name? I'll get norded. I will get norded for this podcast. Oh, same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Well, uh, let me tell you, you've got a quite a journey. I would love to hear your philosophical analysis of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I would, I, I do actually would love to hear like a deep philosophical analysis, and then you're halfway through, you just use the phrase like, and then there's Goofy, and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Donald Duck, and you're just like. I mean, I'm still, I'm still a little like, cause I get snippets, you know, I, I, I exist in the fringes of the Kingdom yeah. Hearts oh, space. Yeah. You're friends with Kingdom Hearts fans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, I learned a trivia, uh, that in all of the Final Fantasy metaverse, Donald Duck yep. mm-hmm. has access to the, the most powerful mm-hmm. black magic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that makes a terrible kind of sense given that mm-hmm. Donald can reach, uh, affective stimulations that others could only dream of with his rage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and i'm i'm you know okay we could we could we could dig into that i'm this whole essence thing there's an essence scenario no, there, there, there the there's a, there's a, the hearts versus a soul versus like the self uh it's yeah. it's a whole there's yes it's it's oh a, god I'm it's a lot Kierkegaard, aren't i oh, no. <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh, no. We'll uh, we'll spare you for now. Uh, yes, we'll we'll come. We'll we'll shelve that conversation for another day. Yes, uh, but what have you brought to discuss today? What are you prepared uh, to discuss? Uh, what am I prepared to discuss? Uh, so uh, three indie games that uh, tra- sort of trapped my attention. Um, the first one, of course, being called Trapped. Um, the uh, headstrong a, I think, take you on yeah yeah <laughs> uh so it's by an indie developer that you can find on both itch and uh steam that i i don't know a terrible amount of i've actually been trying to figure out uh more about this person and um all i know is that it's very much a kind of slavic horror Okay. Uh, sort of indie game. 
and uh, he's probably best known in the YouTube horror circuit for Wrong Floor. Um, so if you've seen like Manly Badass Hero or Markiplier uh, play Wrong Floor, this is the same th uh, person. Rather than going for your traditional sort of Five Nights at Freddy's, which I know everyone's on about right now because there's a, the, there's a new one and I'm not going to go there right now. Um, <laughs> but instead of going like jump scare, Gregory, instead it's very much like moody apartment or moody brick maze with excellent sound design. And uh, as a person who plays a lot of horror games, uh, N4BA makes horror games that actually scare me. Like they actually get under my skin. Um, I'm looking at this itch page for Wrong Floor, and mm -hmm. this like someone posted their playthrough. Full gameplay plus ending. No commentary. Super creepy game. How tall he was left me shook. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> like, and you like, know, I feel like I feel like people leave would leave that comment every time I meet them in person because I'm six seven. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's just like, it's like so, this game will make you come in thirty seconds. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it, it, it definitely has that kind of vibe. But if you actually like dig into it, like uh, I think from the darkness and trapped um, are probably his strongest work. Um, okay. mainly because they don't rely on the kind of usual tropes uh, and instead it's actually um, far more atmospheric and I, I, I like the atmosphere stuff so that was that's been really fun I've been watching my friend um, Rhubarb stream it I've also been uh, considering streaming it itself myself although considering that I literally threw my phone against the car door when I was watching it at one point. I'm a little <laughs> worried at what I would do on stream to do it. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it gets you. It's that sound design. Sound design is often more effective than visual design in horror. Sure. Yes. Um, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you're looking for a good cheap indie horror, I think, I think they're like uh, trapped as $3 from the darkness is $5. And the rest of them are free. So, like, definitely give that a shot. Um, the other two are kind of interesting. Um, so there's the Mortuary Assistant demo, which, unlike a lot of the indie horror games, rather than relying on the typical kind of scripting where, you know, you reach conditions A through B and then C scare happens, uh, Mortuary Assistant actually uses procedural uh, scares. So it changes every single time you load up. Hmm. And the premise of Mortuary Assistant is that you're starting out as, well, a Mortuary Assistant who then has to, if you've ever, if you've ever played a, a Mortician's Tale, it's like sort of a dark and spooky version that's not 2D. It's like a 3D game um, where you actually do have to do the whole entire embalming process and you have to get it in the right order, and you have like a little checklist to help you out. But while you're trying to do your job, things happen. Mm. Things pop out, and that, not like pop out as in, again, Five Nights at Freddy's. You'll just see like something peeping around the corner, or there'll be something like sitting on your desk. Yeah. <laughs> the hate of like, oh. Oh, oh God, I saw it. Oh, jeez. Oh, Christ. Okay, he's here now. <laughs> The monsters. Here. Okay, someone's here. Something is here. I don't know. I, I hate that. I hate that feeling. 
<laughs> I I also love that voice that goes with that feeling. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. always do that. <laughs> oh um, oh boy oh oh oh, oh God. boy <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> That's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, but Mortuary Assistant. It's uh, for a demo. It's really effective, very well built. And it looks like uh, the idea is that you're uh, confronting these horrible entities that are possessing the corpses and you have to figure out their name mm. by completing ver- a variety of puzzles. The, the name um, of the entity that is yeah. causing, okay, yeah. causing trouble. Yeah, you're not like, entity, so. I have to figure out who this Jane Doe is through right. like, well, the tattoo is- she has. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, well, oh, it's a, it's a, a Nora Buckingham, and then all of a sudden, you know, yeah. exorcism happens. <laughs> um, the other one, Blackout Club. That I, I'm a little bummed. I got into it late. Um, it's a multiplayer, uh, spooky horror game, very Stranger Things s, uh, Stranger Things esque, um, or is <laughs> somewhere <laughs> between ish and esque, um, where you play as kids. Uh, in this town where the adults, uh, when uh, they go to sleep, they start sleepwalking and they all serve this sort of secretive cult thing and you're trying to figure out how to stop things. And they, it has right now procedurally generated missions where you have to go find evidence or go rescue your friends or what have you. And um, it uses a pretty, ro- I mean, for a multiplayer horror, horror game, a pretty robust character progression system like there's actually levels there's powers there's a different equipment unlocks there's skins etc and you kind of progress through the town through this sort of procedural story what makes it unique and what makes me bummed that i missed it is that it used what's called enhanced horror where they used live storytellers live dms and they would literally record your missions and then based on your team chat, if you were role play, if you were in the role play mm-hmm. server, they would incorporate your feedback into the narrative. So that way is more like an immersive role playing experience where you found out the story of what was happening and you mm-hmm. actually had like real say in it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it was it was pretty nifty. It ended uh, December 20th, I believe, of 2021. So I like I just missed it. And ah. like, Damn. <laughs> Damn. Cusses. Are they have they like talked like they're gonna do more of that possibly? I, I don't know how I successful would, this was, but it's a it neat was idea. Successful. Yeah. Like the idea was really, really well received. The game itself is a lot more at least to me, a lot more compelling than Phasmophobia or even like Devour. Uh, it's very it's a lot of fun. Um, I haven't seen any news that they're going to try if they're going to restart it or do like a second season or a second arc. Yeah. Um, but I certainly hope they do. Or if they don't, that this idea kind of carries forth and uh, other people start to imitate it because I think that it could be a really neat way to make things like we're kind of going through a phasmophobia-like glut where there's a million games mm-hmm. like phasmophobia. And uh, I think this could break that up in a really interesting way rather than having it be let's wander around in the dark for 15 hours chanting people's names. Yeah. Uh, Phasmophobia seems like that that idea boiled down to its like most pure form sort of. And then you've got like Blackout Club 
doing like the more narrative focused stuff and then you you've brought yes. some other similar games in the past that i cannot remember yeah. the, na- the names of but were doing maybe more like niche takes on it but yeah yep 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 exactly so yeah no um if you if you have the time if, if uh, sort of in in uh sort of descending order of cost uh blackout club is going to set you back about 30 bucks trapped will set you about uh three and mortuary assistant i believe is free uh currently uh yeah d- were you playing blackout club with people by yourself it yeah. says for one to four but yeah i was playing it with uh my good friend Ange, uh num dinosaur d3 um and it was it was a lot of like the mechanics of it uh where they, it has an interesting mechanic where if you press z and hold it down you'll close your eyes and okay. certain enemies are only visible quote-unquote when oh. you close your eyes Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's okay. That's spooky. Oh yeah, it's oh, super spooky. Oh jeez. Oh, you see, like, oh god, I closed my eyes. Oh boy. Oh, they're there. Oh no. Oh, there's, yeah, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And sometimes you see messages. Sure. Some, like, secret messages and that kind of thing when you close your eyes. It's very. Uh, it's it was very compelling, and I can't wait to dig into it more. Um, I'll probably dig into it more on Monday. I and, uh, sh- see if I can't entice more people sure are you streaming that or are you just uh um, on your own time i'm gonna be i'm gonna be on uh my friends uh my friend's stream num dinosaur 83 uh twitch.tv slash num dinosaur 83 uh where uh we're gonna be streaming that together and cool. um we're gonna see if we can't get a little bit of a gaggle to see uh what it's like with four people because with two people it's pretty tense I'm mm. interested to see what happens when you have a full party and sure. it just turns into chaos. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I am at a point in my life where if I want to play like any co-op game, I have to do like the solo version just because it's so hard to like get like time zone plus like people uh-huh. are just busy. Uh, so like getting yeah. a group to like play anything is really difficult. Uh, yeah. Like... Uh, the new game from Ubisoft that just came out, uh, yeah. Rainbow Six Extraction, uh, which I guess started off as a spinoff from Rainbow Six Siege, which I do not care for. Like, I, I played the tutorial for, like, five minutes once. I went, oh, no, I don't like this, and returned the game. Uh, so that's where I'm at with Siege. Uh, but... Extraction is on uh, Game Pass, so there is no, like, burden on me uh, to try it out. And I had heard mostly not so great things I had seen. Some people say they appreciated some of the things they're doing. I'll check it out. Why not? I want to play something new for the podcast, at least. Yeah. And all I've been doing is splitting wood in Fable 2, so there's (laughs) not a lot to talk about there. Uh, And the... uh, the thing that sets Extraction apart from Siege, uh, despite like sharing a lot of similar mechanics, is it is a it is a primarily co op focused thing. There's no PvP. You were it's like a Left 4 Dead like kind, okay. but not as at least in what I've played, not as bombastic. I guess I would say it is. I've also only played alone, but it is 
you're playing, uh, what are they called? Are they called Re Reach? No. Oh, I forget what they're called. They're, some, they're I don't know, some weird Tom Clancy made-up bullshit, like, Spec Ops right. name. Mm-hmm. And there is a some sort of parasite. I don't know if it's alien, but in, like, the clip at the beginning of the game, it takes over the Statue of Liberty and like amazing yeah it's it's incredible uh so you play as these spec ops people they all have different abilities and you go in and you they give you like three objectives and they're random every time it'll be like go tag a bunch of nests or kill a specific target extract a civilian or extract a researcher or whatever and the levels are pretty short it'll be like you there are three zones that you go through on each incursion is what they call them okay i've only played solo which is not like the ideal way to play this game but they had to balance it so you could play solo and it's funny because they make a whole they have a whole cutscene like xcom style when you like build a new thing or uh excellent do whatever in the xcom games they like oh you built the science research facility and now we're gonna do a little talking and oh we're building things in the research facility they do that in extra uh extra extraction that's what it's called god it's quarantine before that and they changed the name from quarantine right uh Yes, that was originally what it was going to be. And then they're like, oh, we can't, this can't this be what this game is anymore. <laughs> Got yeah. to delay it. It's too much of a bummer for right now. Yeah. So I think it was supposed to be more like, like disease focused. And then like, we can't do this. They, and they had to change to, Ooh. I might be wrong on that, but it was quarantine before. So yeah, you get the video of them. Like, oh, we it's it's like two commanders. They're fighting like we can't send out solo excursion incursions or whatever they call them. It's too dangerous. <laughs> this is unprecedented times. We need to be flexible and adapt. And damn it, you're right. OK, approve <laughs> the mission. And then they're like, <laughs> like, do we really I'm imagining need... like a Sega CD? This is the FMV most badass quality. person. We can I, do I wish like we're to go to the one place the virus, the parasite can't get us. Spice, space, <laughs> uh, and then they've got like the tech. The tech lady is she's Hispanic, Mexican maybe, and she mm. does the thing that I guess Ubisoft did in Far Cry Six, where she'll speak in English and then she'll just like randomly say things in Spanish. Like she just says yeah. like El Parasito, and I'm like, why? Why? Oh, that's like, that, yeah, that's like. But the then, but then later American... in the same scene, she's like the parasite. I'm like, which is it? It's like <laughs> the random the conspicuous code switching in order to go. Yes, look, yeah. we're global. Right, but, exactly. Yeah. that's and like the, just... like the American way of doing it, where it's like you just like yep. yeah, throw in a couple words, people will understand. It's like, oh, look, they're 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 not speaking English. Yep. That's different. Oh. Yeah. Ah. But but it's it's all taking place in like, you know, in America, at least I think it's all let's see, the first it might all be in America. I, I can't remember. The first two levels are New York and San Francisco. And there's like three like settings for each of those. It's like 
Oh, there's like some apartment buildings in New York, Statue of Liberty, and then somewhere else. San Francisco has the Tenderloin, a casino, and a space base, like a or like a rocket launch oh, location. Right. Like a NASA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I guess there's like a private. I don't like. Does San Francisco have a space thing? I don't know. Uh, uh, San Francisco has a spaceport. They have one in uh, Star Trek. Uh, no, that's where. Maybe uh, that's the Star Trek. Is this future? like a reference to Star Trek? Um, yeah, because that's where uh, the uh, Academy is in Star Trek. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I know this is probably not what's happened because it's, again, it's a Rainbow Six. But for some reason, I'm imagining like the classic sort of room tactical shooter of the OG Rainbow Six, except mm. you're fighting against a Statue of Liberty kaiju. <laughs> that <laughs> that's possessed be, by this parasite that would be better uh than that would be exciting and this game is <laughs> not exciting it's well, it's going for tense more than anything not like survival horror tense just right. oh if you you know it's there's a lot of enemies and they're gonna get you like but mm-hmm. and this is playing totally alone no matchmaking, no anything. Like, easy difficulty, because you have to, like, level up all of the operators independently. Uh, mm. And so... It, but it's pretty simple. I, I died a few times. But, you know, it happens. Uh, I was like, I don't play these games. So I was like, oh god, what am I doing? This weird, right. like, new way of engaging with the game and, like, objectives. I'm like, where the fuck is everything? I don't like these abilities, oh god. <laughs> Oh jeez! Oh jeez! They're all over me. They're, they're chasing me. Oh god! Oh god! That one's behind me. Oh jeez! Commander, what are yeah. you doing? Oh jeez! Oh god! Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, That's wonderful. Yeah, they and all the levels are like you're doing basically the same. Th- there's no like kind of story progression. Like there's. Like, as you complete objectives, you'll unlock, like, lore, I guess. If anyone cares about okay. that, the, the lore of Rainbow Six Extraction. I've not read any of it, because it, none of it seems that interesting, uh, based on right. what they have presented so far. But it's like, oh, kill five enemies with your with your sidearm. Kill five enemies with your main weapon. Kill fifteen enemies total. I'm like, okay, I get. Like, I was gonna do that anyway. I guess, sure. Wonderful. Yeah. It, the the operators don't have that much personality. My understanding is there's a lot of personality in Rainbow Six Siege that does not come across in uh, in Extraction. And I uninstalled it after I played like two or three hours because I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm looking up the some of the stuff on Wikipedia, and like it's cl- the the alien name is clever, so they named it after the uh, oh, recent yeah. branch and and uh, uh, yeah, life. it's the Archeans or whatever. Yeah, the Archeans, um, and they are apparently uh, cover things with calcifying lime. Yes, brawl. Yeah, so whenever you kill a whatever, I don't know, they're not zombies, but like one of these infected people or monsters 
they leave behind like a black like goo on the ground that if you walk on it you get like slow you're like oh i can't lift my feet i guess i don't know and then there are nests <laughs> around that gradually like release more and more black stuff uh goo the uh, scrawl sprawl and like it's fun to watch it like creep and crawl and it's like right. unsettling but it's also just a pain in the ass <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, it seems like, you know, uh, Tom Clancy, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. In addition. <laughs> and if they made a Legends of the Hidden Temple game, like... <laughs> it's all over. That would be top tier. Uh, right. There is... S tier. One of the mechanics that, like, they were using to sell the game is, if you die in a mission, that operator isn't lost, but you can't use them. They get, like... They get, like, taken over. They're in the... They're in that zone in, like, a stasis foam to protect them from being monsterfied or whatever. And so you can go back into that zone and with another operator, and you can extract them. Okay. And that is, like, you're pulling them out of this, like, tree. And then they're shooting. It's, like, sub... What am I trying to say? It's pulling energy from these like power lines okay it's and you have to shoot the power line things to make it stop getting energy and then you can pull out your other operator and then take it to the exfiltration point it's it looks real goofy i don't even if i was playing with friends i don't think it would be that fun yeah like it sounds like it's not that interesting it sounds like 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 a, a Tom Clancy's dollar store XCOM. Kinda, yeah, a little bit. It like uh, the level, the levels all have like a fifteen minute time limit on them. Oh, and oh. like they're meant to be quick, but there's okay. n- there's not like loot, so it's not like it's not like a Tarkov, mm-hmm. right? Where you're going in, you're collecting loot and information you're going in you're killing some enemies completing an objective i'm pinging like five things and that was the objective and then you get out like okay i guess on higher difficulties there are mutations that make the game make the enemies more interesting but even that is like i just i don't think that's enough for what this game is currently there's not a lot of personality to the characters or the mission structure. So I don't know why anyone would want to play this when you can probably play something like Back for Blood on Game right. Pass and have a probably a better time. I haven't played Back for Blood. It just seems like it would be more fun. Yeah, if you're into that kind of genre... um, Back for Blood is going to be a, a lot more, have a lot more depth. You can't even say. jump in. I didn't know you couldn't jump in Siege. Like, well, game over. I. I mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's always weird can't... when you can't jump in any sort of game, and you're like, yeah, I'm just like what year is this? It's like I, I, I didn't know that I needed it, and now I'm like, what am I supposed to do? It's it's right. distracting when you can't. Yeah. But yeah, so that's Rainbow Six Extraction. It's not great, in my opinion. I'm not 
the biggest Rainbow Six fan, so, you know, if take it with a grain of salt and try it yourself if you really need to, but maybe don't spend $60 on it just yet. I One thing I can say is I trust Ubisoft to support it and put a lot of content and time into it, because they do that. But yeah. See I, also Valhalla. Or, like... Steep or any game they've put out in the last <laughs> decade, basically, almost. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least the last like probably seven years, I'd say, maybe. Yeah. Since like the PS4 or an Xbox One came out, I'd say they've been pretty good on the support. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's been my journey into Tom Clancy. And then my well, immediate, I immediately extracted from the game. Oh, nice, nice, nice segue. I, that I hope perfect. that the foam wasn't sticky. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit, but you know the <laughs> the folks. At, why cannot remember the name of the? I want to say it's like React. React. I was like Reach. Uh, that can't be it. React. The folks at React clean me up real good. It's nice, and nice, clean. Yeah, nice. Only for me to find out about some ridiculous news this week. Oh, oh my god. god. Find out that Monday. Was it Monday? It was Tuesday. It was yeah. Tuesday uh, morning. Was, yeah, Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning come out with a report that micro or and a press release that Microsoft is in the process of acquiring Activision Blizzard King three developers there they they really need to figure out that branding need that uh need yeah. that candy crush money um yeah that, that's really what they're uh looking they're, for they're, they're see yeah they're not interested in any of the other stuff they're just like into the, the candy did crush you, did you know candy crush has over ten thousand levels oh yeah, yeah what people still yeah. play it a lot mm-hmm. yeah they keep adding stuff yep it's, it's, it's a ten thousand <laughs> My girlfriend has been playing it a lot. She's on level like seven hundred and fifty. Dear God, you know Candy Crush Saga ten thousand five hundred and seventy four. That's one of the I just googled uh, like Candy Crush level, and that's one of the first ones that popped up. How many? What? Anyways, uh, yeah, no people <laughs> still people still play it, and people they keep adding levels and. I mean, talk about games that get support. Like, yeah, keep yeah. adding levels to to Candy Crush Saga years later. But it's good yeah. to be a clicker. It's, it's good to be a mom, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Playing, yeah, no, playing Candy Crush. But, but it, yeah, oh my god, that news was like it was weird because I saw people referring to stuff, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then I go on Twitter, and I'm like, what the fuck. Yep, uh, it just happened. It was it was very sudden. It was Jason. I saw Jason Schreier tweet, and then like thirty minutes later, Microsoft was like, "Yep, it's it's happening." It for sixty eight point seven billion dollars. Microsoft nice. is in the process of acquiring. It'll take about a year and a half. Activision Blizzard developers of games like Call of Duty. World of Warcraft, Diablo, theoretically Overwatch 2, 
maybe that'll happen. Uh, doesn't sound like Eventually. it's in a great place, but right. who knows? And lots of other IP that used to be made into games and hasn't been in a long time, like Tony Hawk. They did the remaster, but new IPs or new entries. Tony Hawk, Guitar Hero. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think Microsoft's going to do anything with Guitar Hero. I've seen people say that. The, like, didn't somebody say that they were wanted to do something with Guitar Hero from Microsoft? Um, I would be shocked if Microsoft got into plastic instrument business. Oh, I mean, I guess it looks like uh, Phil Spencer was talking about the IP list and mentioned Guitar Hero. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. People have fond I, memories of Guitar Hero. Yeah. I don't. Th- think they would like they could they certainly could they definitely could yeah uh it it could happen uh a lot of a lot of things could happen with this deal could happen with it yeah it's this this was just it was just wild to jump into and go wait a second what's happening and this yeah. is sixty-eight point seven billion. Is almost ten times, almost ten times what they paid for Bethesda, and all of the associated studios there, which is just like it's the biggest acquisition in games history, I believe. Now, which it's is a, it's one of the biggest mergers in in recent yeah, uh, yeah. In, in anything. Recent <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the Federal Trade Commission. I am really i i would keep if for nothing if if you're not in it for bobby Kotick, if you're you know and what's going to happen with that mess if you're not in it for you know what might happen to game pass i i would recommend people pay attention to this because the way that this merger is going to probably sail through some truly bizarre and increasingly horrifying regulatory loopholes oh is going to absolutely be of note. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of people go uh, look into this on a um, regulation and antitrust level, and it's it's interesting to see to what extent any of this will be paused or stopped because of antitrust laws and stuff. Right. Like so, I'm I'm not I'm not banking on the U.S. doing anything. No. I think oh, that absolutely not. Yeah, but I think the push it, will be, be from Europe. If there will be any sort of like um, any sort Europe of pause, do anything in, in about that. it? Um, Microsoft has already uh, they, they can change. So the EU could probably restrict distribution. So they pulled a similar thing with the uh, Microsoft monopoly antitrust case in mm-hmm. uh, I think the early two thousands sure. with Microsoft specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And uh, I think that particular bit of legislation over in the EU might play a little bit uh, with this kind of uh, yeah. move for distribution and with Activision Blizzard. I, I wish yeah. Sam was here because Sam could probably speak more. <laughs> Maybe, to it. yeah. The uh, well, mean, he's not a member of the EU anymore. He's not in the EU anymore. So. anymore. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. He can't talk about it. Sorry, he, Sam. He, he cannot <laughs> speak for the EU. Yeah, they, they will. The Gestapo will come kick his door down. And say you will remain. Uh, oh God! The <laughs> it got so dark. Yeah, I know. 
like same day, mm-hmm. Tuesday, shortly after the this news came out, the Biden administration said they're going to like look into reinvigorating some of the antitrust laws and regulations and infrastructure for that stuff in the states. I don't think they're that actually going nice. to do it, but they're not going I to don't... do anything meaningful. Well, so. I, it's like I, I think I can. I don't know how that would get past any sort of. Uh... Any, any like congressional mm-hmm. oversight? I don't know. Definitely, it's very yeah. like it, you. Know, they can barely get anything passed through Congress right now, so it's like sure. I don't see how they can do that. Where it's like, especially considering how um, anti-regulation a lot of of uh, the right specifically is yeah. for capitalism. But anyways. Um, yeah, this is just this is fucking weird and wild, and I was like, it was it was just like when I woke up and, and I'm like getting ready for work and I see this and I'm like, am I supposed to go to work like this is normal now? Uh, I, I did let out just a what the fuck, uh, and my girlfriend's like, what 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 happened? Like what what happened? And I'm like, oh, it, it doesn't concern like, you. <laughs> and. One of the things that I, I think, like, I've been watching TikTok a lot with this particular bit of news, mm. and I'm not thrilled where the culture on TikTok is taking it. I'm not uh, thrilled with not the culture the... on TikTok in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they're reviving at... the cult, the console wars. They're going yes. back. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they've, they've, all, they've been here Twitter the whole too. time. Yeah, it's Twitter. Yeah. Where they're like, everywhere, this but, is the yes. end of Sony, and you're like... Guys, <laughs> TikTok correspondent Jeff Davis <laughs> live from the front. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, seriously, it's like you you actually get that stuff on TikTok, whereas I just get like art stuff and memes. So I I, I have not seen anything from that on TikTok. So what are the kids, that's Baja blessed. <laughs> what are the kids on TikTok saying? All right, so you get um, you of course you have your cultural critics who are pointing out like, hey. We really ought to be concerned about this kind of merger because this yeah. uh, portends a lot for future mergers and for the future consolidation of power through mega corporations, yep. all of Disney. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you get you get that those voices, and then you switch over to, well, clearly this means that Sony's got to worry about it because Sony uh, is going to be losing part of its uh, third party support because how many how many things does Activision Blizzard uh, really talk about with Sony and now Microsoft's got it unlocked so we better all buy Xboxes because Sony isn't it anymore yeah. and then you have even more pivoting where you're almost getting a return to the broification of that we saw in the Xbox 360 days when it first came out with like Gears of War and mm-hmm. like you know everything was like brown for some reason Oh my god, that was the worst. They couldn't do color in that in that generation. It was yeah, they couldn't. Look at how realistic it looks. Everything's just like weird shades of brown. Cell processor (laughs) incapable of rendering color. (laughs) Exactly. We had to invent a whole Technicolor processor. It was a thing. Uh, (laughs) All those games were eight bit. Yeah, yeah. Even though it was three sixty, don't worry about it. Yeah. So you get people who are like, you know, using this as a way to champion, you know, the return, the grand return of mm-hmm. old Blizzard. And I'm like, yep. oh, like, y'all, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> We've just been going through why old Blizzard is not good. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. That's not what we're we want. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, the and by the way, I, have, I promised. I promised Pat. Fuck Bobby Kotick. Fuck yeah. Bobby Kotick. Okay. Anyways. Well, that's correct. Fuck so, uh, through the darkness of future past. Fuck Bobby Kotick. Yes. <laughs> Moneyball. Fucking ass. Uh, yeah. Th- so yeah, they're beyond like I. I don't care about most Activision Blizzard games. Like, I just don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. I don't like Diablo. I fell right. off Overwatch. I'm probably never going back. I don't play Call yep. of Duty. So, in the stuff they make currently, I do not care about. Maybe right. there's something in the back catalog. If they brought out Warcraft 4, maybe they could get me. Maybe. Lost I... Vikings 2. <laughs> sure. I Rock and roll racing. Like... Gonna compete with... What if? What if this is all so they can have a Mario Kart competitor? <laughs> Rock oh, and roll racing 2. That's right. And then they bring I, in... I... They do it like Sonic All-Stars Racing Transform, but they just bring in all the Microsoft properties. Yeah, I liked uh, Hearthstone, but then I kind of fell off with the... Sure. Uh, Blitzchung controversy. Sure. Um, yeah. uh, so, but... uh, that, is, that is all to say, outside of that, uh, this deal is, feels bad, because mm-hmm. we had, like, an, a pretty close to an earnest, and a, six, a, a burgeoning union push, uh, the developers at Raven, who have been on a QA team, I believe, who have been on strike for seven, eight weeks now following the layoff of many of their colleagues, have decided to unionize and are asking for voluntary recognition Excellent. from Activision Blizzard. That's great. Fantastic. It would be the first AAA video game union. It is the first AAA video game union in a major publisher, non-indie space to attempt to unionize and ask for recognition. The Activision Blizzard King Workers Alliance, it seems like they're heading in that direction. At least they were. They, I'm sure they're still fighting. There are people still fighting for those pushes. But Microsoft come, swooping in to pick up this floundering corpse soon-to-be corpse of Activision, it almost seems like, because of how, uh, like, singular purpose they were to, like, we're maintaining course, we are going full steam ahead, nothing is changing until Microsoft stepped in. Right. It seems like Microsoft gave Bobby Kotick golden parachute. Mm-hmm. Even if he leaves, he leaves with $300 million, and Mm -hmm. he could never work again anyway and be fine for the rest of his life. Right. Unless he's really bad with money. (laughs) (laughs) Spent it all trying to make Moneyball? I don't know. Uh, Moneyball, but every character is played by Bobby Kotick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And it's... and yeah, so and then Microsoft yeah Microsoft stepping in also tampering the activ possibly possibly hampering the Activision Blizzard King Workers Alliance push for unionization if they're going that direction because well, I, I, they go oh well maybe things will change when Microsoft takes over and so maybe we don't need to unionize and like it sounds like a lot of work we have to fight with the management to do it 
Should we even bother? Well, let's wait and see, and then it just never happens. Because Microsoft sure as hell ain't going to let them unionize. Like, they've... Uh, I think they had a... I think they had a QA team unionize at, like, mid-2010s, and they just let that entire team go. But I see people yeah. being like, ooh, ooh Pat... Uh, ooh, Pat, no. Ooh, Phil Spencer. He'll let them unionize. I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, of course not. Even if Phil was in favor of unionizing, I don't know Phil's stance on unionization of the industry, but even if he would, the execs at Microsoft are not going to, the people Phil answers to are not going to be chill with that because it opens up a huge can of worms for the rest of the industry and for Microsoft and tech in general that Microsoft does not want to be the nexus of. So yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, that stuff's weird. And I hope, I hope they really put pressure on the management before Microsoft, before this deal closes somehow to, make this union unionization stuff happen right it looks like the abk workers alliance um has put out a statement where quote wherever whatever the leadership structure of the company we will continue our push to hashtag end abuse in gaming and appreciate the outpouring of support we've experienced in the last year and they're uh getting support from the cwa communication workers of america so it looks like they're they're starting to dig in the heels and they're not going to necessarily give up but microsoft is indeed a tough opponent Yes. Given their history of anti anti unionization, yeah. so hopefully this goes yeah. well. And I I totally believe there will be people at Blizzard and you know Activision Blizzard who are pushing for those that stuff. But to get the broad support they need for union unionization, yeah. uh, I don't think will happen if they're like, mm, well, let's wait and see wait and see what happens. Right, they, it'll be hard to get that consensus to make it happen. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, there's also, of course, with all the console war stuff, there's, ooh, there's Call of Duty, not a PlayStation. There's at least going to be a few more years of mm-hmm. Call of Duty on PlayStation due to existing agreements, sort of like right. Deathloop exclusivity, Ghostwire Tokyo exclusivity for PlayStation for a year for each of those games. And they'll be best on Xbox or whatever, but... And Phil has gone out with platitudes. Oh, well, we want to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for whatever good that's worth. Mm-hmm. Right. It's hard hard to say. Limited. Uh, they they can't talk about the deal really beyond like yeah, it's happening, and we don't want to get sued or mess anything up. <laughs> right. right. It's exactly. it's 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 hard to say what this is going to mean beyond speculation. Like I've seen a lot yeah. of people. Uh, want specifically them to indicate that they're getting rid of uh top brass like bobby kotick um you know and and, and again like the golden parachute but it's like they really can't say much of anything about that right now i would they wanted to i would be absolutely fucking shocked if you know the xbox team like the the execs at Xbox were like, yeah, we're going to keep Bobby Kotick on. He seems like the right guy to, right. to like run that ship. dude. Yeah. No, uh, but it's like, uh, you really can't say anything about it while yeah, this, the deal is still being struck. Yep. So yep. it's like, right. yeah. So it's like, I get, so a lot of it is all speculation, is yes. speculation right now. But even, because... even that speculation is just like, oh, he's going to stay. He's going to go 
I, I cannot imagine, no matter the, I just, I cannot imagine a world where they keep him on. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just, it would be so, it'd be such a PR bl- blunder for Microsoft, who has engendered so much goodwill uh, from the fans and, like, the communities. I'm not a fan of the consolidation, but Phil Spencer seems yeah. like a good dude. Like, he's he's uh, the most charismatic. He has the best persona of the executives uh, of, the like, the major publishers and stuff. Yeah, but. and and last but not least, I think uh, when we're talking about this partic- this particular merger, uh, it, we're not just dealing with the FTC because the DOJ has entered the chat. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And because of the case with Bobby Kotick, m- most m- multiple states, right, or at least just California, yeah. just California. It's, but um, yeah. oh, I, well, there were several. I think was it attorneys. General, there were a couple state representatives who came out and like, yo, what the fuck? Because they right. have like, as the state has investments in Activision Blizzard and their actions were impacting, you know, investments. So, right. <laughs> yeah, multiple states <laughs> like, excuse me, uh, what's going on here? Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Microsoft can make a lot of that stuff go away just like through like money. <laughs> Like right. they've got the money, just be like, and we're gonna settle. Yeah, it's just and it's gonna go away, and we don't have to worry about it. Mm. But yeah, it's very interesting to see where this goes. I'm not a huge fan of consolidation of the industry, even if Microsoft is what people say like the third biggest company behind Sony and Tencent. They don't own the pub like sony doesn't own publishers right sony owns a lot of studios they have they have a lot of money in gaming that's like basically their most successful business now is playstation and they've got good tvs and whatever but tencent they've they're all over the place with like investments here and they're they're everywhere microsoft keeps buying up whole ass publishers just not yeah not great for, it's like no. Disney. Buy, it's the same thing with Disney buying up all the different, you know, buying Fox, buying Marvel, buying Disney, right. or not Disney buying Disney, Disney buying uh, Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm, it's, Muppets, it, yeah, it's, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if Disney bought Muppets, like, okay, yeah, I get it. But it's but you know, Henson Workshop and it's yeah, all these large umbrella companies getting shoved into. There's more and more umbrellas, or fewer and fewer umbrellas, as it were, I guess. It's just not great, because the decisions keep coming back to the same people. So it's just not great for variety of content that we can get. I, yeah, I was trying exactly. to explain yeah. this to my girlfriend. She's like, I don't understand why it's bad. Like, it's because, like, if Disney owns all of the media, then we only get the the media that Disney says we get. And she's like, but I like Disney movies. I'm like, sure, but you, what about the yeah, movies it's... that aren't like Disney movies, like, you know, the Fox movies? If Disney's not going to, you know, if Disney doesn't want a new alien to be made, there's no new alien. It's, Correct. yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 I think that it's important to remember that you can like a lot of the output of, of these big companies while still criticizing them yep. and criticizing this because it's Absolutely. like, you know, they are not your yeah, friends. I, 
Right, because it's like, yeah, I, I, I do like a lot of, of Disney movies. I do like a lot of their IP and their content. I just watched Encanto this last weekend. It was delightful. It's also, they're, 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 as a company, they're a fucking nightmare. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's just like, you can... Copyright you can, and both, all that stuff, both yeah. Could be, both could be true, where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of delightful things that are coming from it, but also, like, uh, not liking the precedent that's being set with, uh, yeah. you know, consolidation and, yeah, like, copyright. If, Dis- if all the Disney mergers... Disney Fox mainly uh, were allowed to go through. I don't see any reason this won't go through. And the next thing we know, we're going to get clippy with the World of Warcraft Dungeon Finder. Sure. See, yeah. See, that's the that's the only. Looks like you're trying to like, tank. Do you on. need some help? I was like, hang on. If Clippy gets to be in video games, I would, you know, I'm, I'm sure. Clippy's I wouldn't in a video be game pro somewhere. this, but that would be funny. It's fucking. Oh man, what if? Okay, so this this I do not want this to happen. But to be clear, I do not want this to happen. But if Microsoft got Square, which sounds like would be a very, very convoluted and nigh impossible thing to happen because it's a Japanese company and Japan has very specific rules. Yeah, they're Japan got Square and or not Japan. Microsoft gets Square. Sora. Kingdom Hearts visits Microsoft Office World. Um, oh my god. And oh, Clippy no. joins your party. No. Ten out of no. ten. That's cool. Mm-hmm. No. Because mm-hmm. we're going to get Clippy with zippers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just one one big zipper all the way around. Oh my god. From the, the whole... The, the, yeah. the, the face that I was making also as you were as you were describing that uh, fever dream nightmare. <laughs> um, so do you get do you all know about Ribbon Hero 2 Clippy's second chance? No, no, it, it's a video game developed by Microsoft Office Labs. It's available as a free download. Here's the plot. Oh, good. Uh-huh. There's a plot. Clippy, one of the office assistants, which were included in Office 97 through 2003 is looking for a part-time job and requires help with his resume. However, he enters a time machine and is taken to several different time periods. He travels to the Middle Ages, Ancient Egypt, the 1960s, Ancient Greece, the Renaissance period, and the future. Mm -hmm. In each time period, there are several tasks which must be completed before moving to the next period. These include formatting documents, inserting graphs and pictures, and other common uses for Microsoft Office products. It looks like you're writing the Ten Commandments. Do you need, <laughs> do you need some help formatting? <laughs> I, so there you go. That's okay. Well, Ribbon I'm, Hero 2, everyone. Go play it. I know what I'm bringing next week. <laughs> that's right. Game of the Year 2022. <laughs> wow. Oh this is a four out of five what? from PC World. Damn. What is what is the critical reception on Ribbon Hero Two? There is uh, Wikipedia does not feature the critical reception. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Well, the uh, October Fourteenth, Twenty Nineteen Guide to Ribbon Hero Two. Who was coming up with? Who was editing a guide for Ribbon Hero Two in Twenty Nineteen? What is okay. <laughs> 
PC. Okay, what? I don't even. Is PC World like a legitimate site? I'm just so confused. Uh, Ooh. it used to be a legitimate magazine. Okay, uh, back in the uh, they did. You know, back in the day. Might redeem. Might redeem Clippy. Uh, okay. So oh, are... it's it's like an edutainment game for Microsoft Office. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that. Never mind. I do not have it in me to do that. If it was standalone game, I could understand. But okay. I'll review it. I'll review it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can find that on the website fix.space. You could stream it. That'd be a yeah. great way. I'm sure. Sure, the fans would love that. Oh yeah, yeah. My my viewers would absolutely. Actually, you know what? The the unironic part is that they would. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm sure. That's. <laughs> They're. I love them, but yeah. also they would. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, but I think we're actually gonna wrap up unless anyone has any final thoughts, be it on Microsoft or Clippy or. Anything else? I want to see if there's a clippy horror game. Oh, I bet you there is something like that. Uh, I'm gonna look. That it, it auto-completed it. Top Clippy's Revenge. Clippy on HIO. Oh, there's only three. I mean, there's still three. I only oh see my two. God, there are so many. Wait, uh, okay. I see Clippy explains War Profiteers. Uh, I see Clippy's new job. Mm-hmm. I see Clippy's uh, revenge. I see um, Microsoft by Andy Warhol. I'm a little. I'm a little. That just and your Clippy's document Awakening. four times in different colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I might try. Uh, Clippy uh, explains uh, war profiteers. That seems ah. great. Yeah, that's thanks, Clippy. Thanks, Clippy. <laughs> That's what I got. Thanks, uh, Clippy. From Dreamcast, got Clippy run, run Microsoft. This is from. <laughs> oh, where is it? From Maddox Rules on Twitter. I don't know if this is a good person. It looks like you're trying to write a modern space-based action RPG. Would you like to add a lesbian subplot? Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. That the answer is always yes. Yes. Yeah. How can you not? If, if, if any, if any, anything was like, there aren't lesbians in space. Lesbian Are you even subplot? in space? Like, if you, if if you're trying to write anything, and, and the question is, could I add a lesbian subplot? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go for it. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll be back next week uh, to discuss lesbian subplots in space. <laughs> Yes. Maybe. Uh, this has been episode 206 of the Gaming Fix podcast on January 22nd, 2022. I have been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite fast food menu item. You can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. And I swear one of these days I'm going to get back to Twitch. I have just had no motivation to do anything uh and i'll i'll plug that once i'm back back to doing it uh allison where can people find you you can find me on twitter at w-r-i-t-e-r-s-e-r-e-n-y-t-y great and jeff where can people find you 
Uh, people can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch, the three T's, under the uh, name Stranger Peace. That's stranger as in a stranger in the night, and peace as in feel peace in your soul. Not not like Stranger Danger? Like, why you gotta uh, be I a... was going to go with Stranger D- Danger. I'm trying to find a different one. Okay, <laughs> sure. Stranger in the night. That's okay. Um, well, Stranger, like, I, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Uh <laughs> Thank Stranger, you, Jeff, like the, for the our game. delicious theme music. Aww. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you guys. <laughs> and I think we'll be seeing a lot more of you on the show going forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna just be here, and y'all, y'all, it'll be like a, a lichen that you're like, you know what? This isn't bad. It, it's a it's a nice little mold. <laughs> a lichen, <laughs> barely knowing. <laughs> Yeah, I got him. They <laughs> <laughs> destroy my microphone with that. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, you know, that's, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna fix that in post. Okay, great. Thanks. I was gonna ask who's editing this, but that's fine. Uh, you don't have to do it all the time. But let's we'll figure that out behind the scenes. Thanks everyone for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Game of Fix podcast. Until then, stay wet, gamers.